0: Hello and welcome to uh, OV Community Chat, and we've got a member spotlight tonight with Mike. How do you pronounce your surname, Mike? I don't want to get it wrong.
1: I know you're fine. Mike Balmaseda is my last name. Balmaseda.
0: Balmaseda. Okay. Yep. So Mike Balmaseda. So if anybody wants to know how to pronounce it, you've heard it from the manager. Got to know. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're here to talk about tonight is obviously, you know. You've recently launched a course on Udemy, Mike, and in two weeks, you know, you managed to turn, you know, 14 that course into $1,400 in two weeks, which right. is quite quite a very it's a very powerful, phenomenal sort of launch. And obviously, a lot of people look at that and they've launched their courses and they're lucky if they've made $50 in the first two weeks. Right. And they're looking at that and they're thinking, you know, what was the magic? What was the magic one? So that's what right. we want to get to. But before we get into that you know, I just want to know sort of where you've come from. What's your background before Udemy?
1: Yeah. So when I was really young, um, I was always creating content. So always like doing some type of information product or something on uh, forums. I, I remember, um, I was just on like hack forums or something, selling some make money online product when I was a lot younger and, uh, and I was making good money, but the thing was there wasn't really a big audience. So Um, when I got into a college, um, actually, you know, got into one of the best colleges in Florida, um, for it, I kind of put all that to the side. And so I said, you know, enough with making money, let's focus on, you know, college, let's, you know, get good at that. That's, I need a real full-time job type thing. And then while I was in college, I came upon this psychic and it's a funny story. Um, the psychic told me that, um, in a couple of years, marketing is going to be one of the biggest things in my life. And at this point, I didn't really know what marketing was. I didn't really know that what I was doing before was any type of marketing or information marketing at all. Um, So I took that to heart. And then, you know, in the beginning of 2014, it was actually only last year, I learned about internet marketing. And just within last year, um, I released a bunch of Kindle courses, their information products. Um, and uh, I got a job during that entire time with one of the best IT firms and I kept doing internet marketing uh, But within that time I made hundred sixty five thousand dollars in eight months with information products and I built a buyer's list Which is you know, we'll talk about that today um, It's you know such an important thing and, um, and now I've gotten into Udemy and I made $1,400 in two weeks and I plan to, to keep that going
0: Okay, so that's that's really really interesting because I'm hoping that encourages the panel because you went right. into marketing about a year ago.
1: Yeah, just so during that year in like January, it took me a couple of months to learn about internet marketing, so I didn't even get started really, and for like a couple of months, serious. So. Within like eight months, I made that $160,000.
0: So that's, that's really, really encouraging because obviously, you know, one of the things I do is help people understand social media marketing. And I know you can learn it quick. How did you learn it so quick? What did you do? Just just give us a an insight yeah. there. Yeah, so I just like,
1: I got to tell you, I just sat in the library while I was in college and I just immersed myself from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, every day for like 20, 30 days. I just sat, I found out all the best people in Kindle that I was looking for. I approached these people. I read every single ounce of material that I possibly could. Um, Tom Corson Knowles was big at this time uh, in Kindle and I watched and read everything from Tom and now him and I are good friends, it's funny. Um, and I'm helping him release a product, it's cool. But, um, but yeah, so I, I just immerse myself, just get inside of that environment, just learn everything you possibly can and then kind of consolidate that, and then you know take a take a good look at you know what you have, and look to. And in my case, it was uh, to make information products. Otherwise, you just take action on that information.
0: And it's it's a classic thing, isn't it? You know, it's a classic. Um you know, it's a classic strategy when you're learning something, find the experts, you know, find the people that know what they're talking about and and learn what they say. But then you still have to sort of put it into your own worldview. You have to put it into your own mindset, don't you? Because you get all this information from everywhere. You still got to develop your own techniques and strategy and your own flavor. Did you find that?
1: I did. So, I mean, the biggest thing with that is just, you know, once you learn everything at that point, you can start to research what I found in other niches, what other people are doing for different types of stuff. So like in book publishing, I would just see like how people were doing social media marketing. And I bring that in into Kindle, which is a lot of, you know, something that a lot of people don't do. And I, you know, took strategies from other, from other areas of, of marketing and then brought it in all together and, um, and just started to implement. Just, you know, I started brainstorming. What if I did this differently? What if I did this a little differently and tweak this out? So just using you know a little bit of common sense and, and brainstorming, I you know, try to think about you know what could be different from what already exists. How can I how can I make this better? How if you know I I try it out and then I say, How do I make this faster? How do I make this better? How can I get more sales? So that was kind of my mindset going through
0: that. What I really love about what the your story there is that you know the people I think, it, I think, to be honest, I think it, it probably takes about a year if you really put your head into it, really put your head into it to get good at so, uh, marketing, online, online marketing. Right. But what's really encouraging from your story is it shows people if they're willing to put the time in, sacrifice and learn, then they can get good at marketing. And that's right. one of the key aspects of a digital product. It doesn't matter how good you are at creating digital content, if you're not good at marketing – you could have the best course in the world and the guy next door has got an average course and he'll outsell you a hundred times because he knows how to market.
1: That's correct. Yeah. I mean my, in my case, I, um, I really just wanted to be full time at one point and be able to like control my own hours and, you know, work because my, my theory was if I'm in a full time job just, and this is not for everybody, but, um, you know, if I want to be a millionaire, which I do by 25, Um, if I want to, if I want to do that, I can't be, um, you know, working a 70,000, $80,000 per year job. That's never going to get me a millionaire by 25. So the only way that I think about it is, you know, entrepreneurship, build my own business, do my own stuff. So that was kind of my, my goal from that, that from, from the get go, you know, I really just want to do that and, you know, be able to control my own, you know, hours and and money and, um, and just, you know, you just got to, just got to put yourself in that space and just immerse yourself and just, just continue working.
0: Okay. So, so if I say, I asked you the question, what is your, what's your expertise? What would you say it is?
1: So um, I'm an expert in Kindle publishing now for sure. Um, And throughout that strat, like while I was going through Kindle, I also learned affiliate marketing um, and a lot of email marketing as well. So, Um, and of course, I had to learn information marketing and product creation to put out my own product. So I'd say Kindle, email and affiliate marketing and product creation for sure. Uh, and I think email marketing has been really instrumental in my success in many areas, not only in product creation, but also in Udemy. Uh, and I think that, uh, people should love to adopt that 100% if they're looking to get reviews and, and have a great launch as well. Okay.
0: Okay. So, Obviously we've got your you know you've built up email lists you've you know you've 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 got you've already found your market before you released your course right. but before we go into that you know just just take us through your process for creating a course how do you yeah. approach this
1: yeah so in the beginning the first thing I ever did was I knew that I wanted to have a paid course so immediately the first thing you have to do is apply to be a premium instructor so your course can be paid so that's the first absolute thing i did try to save myself some time i uh, became a premium instructor so you know as soon as i was finished with the course i could put it right up um in terms of you know what i'm very fast at creating content so i knew as soon as i get started i want to be able to publish it right away i don't want any roadblocks so try to you know address that from the get-go um because if not then it's just a couple of day leeway that you have to wait um, and you don't want that to slow down your process, right? You just want to be able to start and finish on your own timeline. Um, but after that, I researched Kindle, and I already you know, already knew about Kindle for the most part. But since I was diving into Udemy, um, I would suggest that anyone goes and looks at the competition in Udemy. And to be honest, it's not that difficult to compete on Udemy. Um, I think that the biggest thing is see how many students and how much – power that these, um, that these instructors have, because if you're competing against someone that has like 30,000 students or 20,000 students, it's a little more difficult, but if it's someone that has 5,000, it's not that tough. You can create a course and be one of the top courses there. Um, because as you know, and a lot of people on this call will know, um, you can mail out to your other courses and leverage those students. So you can very quickly not be one of the top courses, but you can eventually build that up. So, what I usually did is just, you know, just first looked at the competition, see if I could even compete. That was the first thing. I think that everyone should do that uh, because if there's so many courses already on, you know, make money at home or something like that, it may not be the best niche. You may want to take another angle to your course. Okay. That's the that's the first
0: thing. Okay, so what's after that? What was your next step after that?
1: Outlining. So I went and uh, thought about, you know, what is this course going to have? So I sat down and uh, pen and paper and wrote, wrote down all the main sections. So usually my courses have like five main topics. So I had like a beginning section and then um, I talk about like intermediate strategies and stuff like that. And I would just take those main sections and come up with sub bullets. What am I going to talk about in each of those sections? And each of those bullets are just videos. So I just broke down what am I going to put, what are some ideas, and just outlined for like, I think it was like a complete day that I just sat and outlined and just figured out what is this course going to be about.
0: I have a very similar process where I use a mind map and then I create my slides right. from that. But, yeah, you're right. You've got to sit down because it's there's bits you forget, bits you add. You need to get it all On together, it. don't you? And it's really important not just to – just think, you can just sit down there and just create that course, and it's gonna. You get me? It's gonna be bomb straight out the box. Right. It's gonna be great. So, okay. So, what, what's your next step after that?
1: Yeah, and I would even add to that. I mean, if you don't outline and if you don't plan, I mean, as if you just do it like as you're as you're going, and you're just like, oh, let me just add a video here. It's gonna be, you know, it can come out unorganized. You just want to be able to have a plan from the beginning. That's gonna help you not only create your content faster. But it's gonna help it be more qual- like more high quality, and uh, it's gonna flow a lot better. You're gonna get better reviews. Like as of right now, I have, I think it was like 95 five star reviews. Um, so that I kind of attribute to my planning and the content
0: as well. But okay. so that's that's 95 reviews. How many students have you got in your course at the moment? I've got
1: um, like 4,000 students or so. Okay,
0: okay. So that's yeah. quite a sort of high ratio. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember
1: we calculated that at some point and it was pretty high, but we can talk about, yeah, I'm going to talk about how I gather reviews in a minute. Um, that's, I think that's crucial, but.
0: Okay. So would you say that's, that's the core of how you create your course? You've got that, but I know one thing you're very, very keen on and I share the same sentiment is very high production values.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. So, you know, the next thing that I did was just, I added all the content into PowerPoint, just like you said, Mark and, um, and I had really high quality PowerPoint though. So um and I think a lot of people may already know this website, but graphicriver.net, you can buy pre-made PowerPoints that are already created, and you can use those PowerPoints in your presentation as long as they're wide and it fits your screen uh as uh Udemy standards go. But that's like the best way to go if you want to create like a great course from the get go. It's gonna look great. You don't have to do the work in creating this PowerPoint, you can buy one for like five dollars already done.
0: Okay, and then you just replace the text and, you know. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. That all comes from your outline, yeah.
1: So that planning, you put it into your PowerPoint. And then, you know, I would say 100% focus on quality, not on quantity. A lot of people, they just like crank out courses 100%. Um, I think that you can do both. Um, But I would focus more on quality than quantity, 100%. I think a lot of people get that wrong.
0: Okay, so you've got your course. You've you set yourself up, okay? So, like, one day you just decided to do a course, you put it on, and you got all these students, right?
1: Right.
0: Okay. What was what was actually really going on in the background? What happened before this, Mike? Because yeah. you didn't just... what I'm, The point I'm trying to bring out now is you just didn't decide one day to do a course on Kindle and come to Udemy and create that course. You right. already had expertise and knowledge in this area you'd already done products so you've come from a background where you've already created would it be correct to say it this way you've already created a following you've already created an audience maybe what would you say how would you describe it
1: right so i had um i would say 10 courses on kindle already and i had uh, i have thousands of students under my belt before i came to udemy but that shouldn't discourage anyone from thinking they can't get the same results because I did not leverage my list at all for anything but reviews. So when people saw that we were doing this and they saw, oh, Mike already has a following, I never mailed my list a single time about this Udemy course. The only thing that I ever did was reach out to a couple people on my email list and say, hey, I would love for you to give this an honest review, and I gave them a free coupon. I never ever made that $1,800 from mailing my list. So if you do mail it, you're already ahead of me. Um, but I have a similar course coming out, so I didn't want to interject um, and I already have a similar course out. So what I did, you know, and go back to what you said, Mark, I um, had a course that was similar uh, to what I wanted to create on Udemy, and I took the content out and um, and you know, just created new PowerPoints for this course and just made something all new from the content that I already had a- already. So, You know, a lot of people can, you know, already attest to whether they have books already or maybe they have knowledge on certain topics. Bring that knowledge in and create a course. Outline it and then create an awesome PowerPoint and run through the content. Do a small video, uh, two to five minutes or ten minutes uh, for each small topic and crank out that information, you know, but I already personally had a following and um, already had that content, which helped me, but you know, if people do what I say and plan and uh, do that PowerPoint, I think they should be golden in creating a high-quality course.
0: I think that's that's really, really important to understand, isn't it? Like when I created my social media marketing, in fact, most of my courses, mm-hmm. it already came from pre-existing content. What the difference was that before for me, my, a lot of my content was free, but when I came to Udemy, because it was going to be paid content, I condensed it a lot more, and I made sure it was a lot more powerful. So right. once, you, once you are bringing it to market, it's then, you know, okay, we really have to – we've got all this knowledge, but it has to be good now. You know, I really right. have to get it down.
1: Right. And I, and I think that, that really comes down to, like, perfecting the essentials of, like, a Udemy course – like, uh, and, I, and I have a list that I actually got through Udemy, and uh, I think it's a great resource. They gave a quality checklist um, about all the things that you should be doing to make sure that your course is of quality. And, you know, from the beginning, whether they're coming from your, students are coming from your following or not, if your course is high quality, it will do well eventually if you follow the, the correct concepts um, that either Udemy gives you or we're going to share it tonight. Um so I mean, if I if we even go into the ch- into the checklist, um, my title my title itself was um, more beneficial. Thirty seven uh, super techniques to double your Kindle sales. There's a direct benefit um, in that title right there. So I think you know we should always have a have a uh, a direct benefit. And I found that you know as I was creating the course title, Udemy does not want how you can make X amount of dollars. It's only how i made being you the creator how i made this amount of money and you can't ever use the word secret so it should always be about your results and you know they they're against that but it should always have some type of benefit in the title i found that that was really beneficial for trying to find kindle uh students uh, for me
0: and I think that's one of the key things about writing a good title in, um, a YouTube, for a Udip course or any marketing title. If you come from a marketing background, right. you know this. You know, especially when it's digital content, you have to hit the SEO, but you also have to hit the benefit in the title. And it's balancing the right. two that's the challenge when you've only got 60 characters. But I just want right. to come back to um, something you said earlier about the email list. Yeah, because what you really used and and obviously correct me if you think I've misstated this or misunderstood, but you used your email list to generate genuine social proof right at the launch of your course, not sales. You put social proof before sales.
1: Correct. Yeah. So I never used or leveraged my list for anything but reviews. So I never received any sales from my list, not even a single time. Um, so what I've done, I actually have all of most of my list in a Facebook group. And all I did was post on the Facebook group and say, Hey, everyone, I've got this great new course coming out. Uh, and I told them the title and show them the amount of reviews that I already had and said, you know, here's what I'm covering in the course. If you'd like a free review, just message me. Um, if you'd like a free copy, message me. I would love if you left an honest review. So I got a ton of messages. I have you know, a couple, I think it was like 1500, uh, in this Facebook group, they all started messaging me and I started replying to these people. Um, and I just gave them the free coupon and I said, Hey, you know, I would really appreciate if you left me an honest review after you go through the course, I'm, you know, trying to go through my launch and I would love if you, you know, the reviews are going to help me immensely. Please make sure to leave one. And you know, I had all these people commit gave away like 120 review copies to people and I made it so it was scarce. So I didn't say, Oh, unlimited copies of my course to anyone that wants it. I said, there's like, I'm giving away 50 copies of my course for free message me. And then I gave away 50 and then I found that I wanted actually more. So I went and got 70 more, but, um, I found that, you know, they started reviewing it before I ever launched my course. And I ended up getting 95 five-star reviews and You know, obviously, that's going to help you with your with Udemy's uh, algorithm. It's not going to hurt having uh, five star reviews at all. But um, yeah, I found that really beneficial. I never got sales a single time for my list. It was just free coupons to uh, reviews and honest reviews. Don't ask for five star. That will get you banned on Udemy.
0: but what you did something it was very 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 interesting and it's something that I think is really important when you're establishing social proof extremely important okay so you've you've you're looking for people to review your course you've posted in a very targeted group right so you have automatically, because you've got this group and you're seeking social proof, but you've niched. You're very, very laser focused on the people you want to give the coupons to. Because what I see a lot of the time is people just think, I'll give 5,000 coupons away. And they end up on black hat forums and they end up everywhere. And then you get a lot of people take your course, never going to watch it, and they're never going to review it. Now, your numbers look great, but the reviews are then very low. So the difference for you was, and I really want to bring this out, that, you know, make sure, you know, people pick up on this, targeted, uh, you you weren't looking for social proof, genuine social proof, but you went to a, a group of people, which you'd already created, um, but you went to a group of people that were going c- to soak that up. So, just, right. just you know, right. I just think that's so important for people to understand.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I think that, you know, even when you say that, I think a lot of people might be thinking, you know, well, I can't do that. I don't have a, you know, a a group of Facebook people like that. I don't have anything like that. And actually that's not, that's not true. You don't need to have a group to be able to do this. You can reach out and join groups in your niche. Just search on Facebook for groups that that are similar to your niche. There's hundreds and thousands of groups out there that you can just join and post your free uh, coupon to and get reviews just like I did. The only difference was I have... I have a little bit of a a following um, in that group, and a lot of people, you know, as soon as I post, they're they're ready to buy or receive whatever I have. Um, But in your case, if you don't have what I have, and that's fine. Uh, You can just join other groups that are already established and leverage them that way. They're still the same people, um, and they're just someone else's buyers, and that's fine. But it's
0: still a targeted audience. And the other thing that I think really, really – Interesting in this is um, just one second. Sorry, just slight technical problem there. I'm back, Mike. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so the other thing is the reverse of this. Okay. So I what I want to encourage people as well. Okay. So think about it like this. You've come to Udemy, you don't have a marketing background, you haven't got a massive group, okay, but there's nothing stopping you setting up a community around your core subject, if there isn't one, and doing it in reverse. You know, build 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 a community around your area of expertise, and that works in reverse just as well. But at some point, you've got to put the – really, you want to put the, the, the work in to either get involved in a strong community or to build your own. What, what's your thoughts on that?
1: No, absolutely. I think that if you can create a community, all the better because you'll be type of the owner and the authority in that, and that will work just, just as, as good as it did for me. Um, and I, I think that's fantastic as well. And they could 100% do that, or they can approach authorities – Um, not only in Facebook groups, but on Facebook pages as well. So uh, another thing that I plan to do in the future um, is go to pagedatapro.com, and that website, all it is is it has statistics on, if you type in like a search term, like Kindle or something, it will find the best Facebook pages for that niche. So whatever your keyword is, it will find the best pages. And then you can just go on Facebook and message or email whoever the owner is of that page and say, hey, I'm offering this free coupon. You know, I would love if you can give this out to your subscribers or, you know, work up a deal for them to post it. But in the same sense, you know, if it's coming from you or if it's coming, you know, you posting in a group or it's coming from the authority on the Facebook page, as long as you get it out to a targeted audience when when your uh, course is about to come out, getting those reviews on your launch is essential. You don't want to create a course and have it have two reviews or one review, um, as soon as it comes out. Right. That's, that's not powerful. You, I came out with, I think it was like 70 reviews and I essentially, you know, eventually got 20, 25 more. Um, but I really wanted to have a strong launch and that's what helped me make the money that I made. You know, that social proof is social proof is everything.
0: Mm, and it's it's great because you've described you know a genuine way for people to acquire genuine social proof. It's not really rocket science, is it? It's you know because people say, oh, you've got. I've I've seen this sometimes. Um, Eli's asked for the link for the Facebook page search, and so we will put that in the YouTube description when we've got. I'll get that off you yeah. later, mate. Yeah. Um, pagedatapro.com Yeah. PageDataPro.com. Yeah. Okay, and we'll put the link in the YouTube as well. Now, when uh, some people, some people, you'll hear people talking in the oh, if you somebody's got too many good reviews, you know that means they must be fake. Do you get me? But what you know, I want us to get, um, I want us to get away from that sort of mentality and realise that social proof. Hmm. You know, if you've got relationship with people and you've got community and they know you or you develop relationship and things, they're much more likely to leave you a good review because of relationship. People leave, you know, you don't leave someone you know and you trust a bad review. You know, you'll you'll leave a total stranger a bad review and not feel anything about it. So that's part of it as well, because obviously you've built up a community. There's people who engage you. They're much more inclined to give you a good review. They're following you because you're producing good content anyway. Absolutely. And they recognize your expertise and authority. So it's really, really important, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and
1: and a thing that I've done, just to a couple people, not to all the people that I gave a copy to, what I said eventually to them, I was like, um, you know, hey, you know, thank you so much for, you know, Um, receiving this review copy. I've worked so hard on this and I did this, this, and this. And if you feel as if it's not, should not be rated five stars, please tell me how I can fix it. And that does a couple of things that puts in their head that potentially it could be five star worthy because you put the work into it. It doesn't make them or force them give you a five star review because you're still asking for an honest review. But at the same time, it helps you Make your course better, uh, because if it's if they don't think it's going to be five stars, they're going to tell you first. Maybe you can make those changes, and then when they do leave the review, maybe it will be five stars. Yeah. So that's one thing I've done, and you know, as I did that, I also followed up with the people that said they were going to um, do the review copy, because as you'll see, if you give out a hundred, you only get like twenty people to do it. So you have to do the following up. You have to say, hey, you know, remember you said 48 hours you'll do the review copy or else people are just going to take it. They're going to love the course and they're never going to see you again. So you
0: have to make sure to follow up on that. And, and people forget. People forget, don't they? Absolutely. They, you know, it's not like they've, they've said it. They, they forget to leave a review. Sometimes you have to remind people what they've promised, and they don't have an issue with that. Right. Obviously, if you start chass- hassling people and chasing people randomly, and they've made no commitment, then they get a bit upset. But if someone's right. made a commitment and they've, you know, they said they're going to do something for you, and I know some people are uncomfortable with this. I'm not. Obviously, you're not. You right. know, because we understand the concept of social proof and uh, uh, recipro- reciprocity as well. We understand that that principle, that concept of right. you know, people will help those that help them. So. Right. But so obviously that's that's great stuff there on thingy. So um if it's okay with you, Mike, I wanted to talk about a little bit about, you know, you, how did how did you build this list? Like, you know, you you're a year old, you're a babe in internet marketing <laughs> terms, yeah? You're a right. one year you're a one year old babe, and here you've got this group and you've got this list. You know, mm-hmm. and you've used you've used the list in a very clever way. You've not tried to drive sales from it. You know, you've used it to, you know, get genuine social proof for your course. How did you get that list? I'm sure people are begging, yeah. dying to know. How did you get that list? What, what did you do? So I did a couple of
1: things, um, and some may be good for some people and others not. Um, the first thing that I did that I really suggest always is product creation. So I created an information product, which is essentially everything you guys are putting on Udemy. And uh, obviously mine was a little geared toward authors and, you know, a benefit to them. And I sold it, uh, I sold multiple courses on different topics for like 7 to $27. And all those people that purchased my course, they're my buyers and they ended up on my email list. Um, that's one way. That's just one way. I mean, that's, there's, there's multiple ways. That's all buyers. So I love that way. Okay, yeah. so,
0: so let me just clarify that. I okay. just want to dra- draw that out a little bit. Yeah, you've, sure. got a, you've got a list you call a buyer's list. Now, obviously, yeah. we're not talking on Udemy um, sales because we can't do this on Udemy. Right. But you've got, a, you know, from your product outside of Udemy, you've got what you've created, a buyer's list. Right. Explain a little bit more psychology there because most people I've heard, they say I've got an email list. But you right. said a buyer's list. That's a completely different thing, isn't it? Yeah. So what I
1: did was this was a little bit different of a strategy and it's, it's a lot of work. It took me a couple months to learn and test out. And um, I think a couple of the affiliates that helped me out are actually live on the call today. So thank you if you're watching. Um, but, uh, what it is is you create a course just as you do on Udemy video or PDF. Um, and then you find people that have, um, already launched courses that have people on their email list that they can send it to. Um, so on your launch, Uh, they email out to other people. And when, you know, person A, Sean Doe buys my course, he lands on my email list automatically. So after a couple of launches, I generated thousands of buyers onto my email list. So then I just simply told those, those people, you know, about my other courses that were also paid or other people's courses, that's affiliate marketing. Um, And then I said, hey, join this Facebook group so I can communicate with you in another medium. And that's what I ended up using to get the reviews. Um, But if I would like to on another course, um, I could potentially just email them later on and say, hey, you know, I have this course on Udemy and I'm only going to give it to you guys for $17. I could generate thousands of dollars that way. But I just chose to go the Udemy route and test that out.
0: Yeah, I've been in you know I've been in business now twelve years for myself, and one of the things you know you hear often a lot of the time is selling to your current client list is much easier than selling to someone who doesn't know you. So exactly. I, I really wanted to you know just draw out that little part of the the. That that idea of having a buyers list, you know, that people can opt into when they purchase. I presume there's a purchase process and they can opt in, you know. Right. And and now now they're on a list. You there and you know they've bought from you. Now I know we can't do this on Udemy because Udemy control the marketing list. Right. But- there's lots of different ways we can gather people and, you know, online when we start marketing outside of Udemy, we shouldn't be relying on Udemy's list anyway. We should be developing our own list. So yeah. that I think that's really, really powerful and it's a really powerful, important principle. So right. you could use that in many ways almost. You could create low cost product, you know, maybe two right. three dollar ebooks, couldn't you? Five dollar eBooks or something to yeah. generate you know, a, a buyer's list. I think that's an extremely powerful sort of yeah. uh, idea. There's there's hundreds of ways and,
1: and another way that could really be beneficial to some people on this call is uh, just pay-per-click marketing on Facebook. I mean, we can go all night about how pay-per-click works and how the ads should look, um, but there's tons of courses already on Udemy about how to do this, but pay-per-click marketing essentially is uh, if you build an advertisement, Um, they're just going to charge you for every click that they send, uh, over to that advertisement on Facebook. So to build your email list, you would send anyone that clicks over to your website. And on that website, it's going to be giving out something for free if they opt in and give their email list and give their email, um, and submit it. So once they do that, they're on your email list and you give them whatever you promise. So maybe it's a free report. Maybe it's a, A course maybe it's an audiobook or something right you just want to give them something for free usually or promise them something once that's once you have that you know you can really develop a relationship with your email list and continue giving them stuff for free make sure they keep seeing your name weekly and then once that happens you can eventually do the same thing I did and just ask them for reviews have them join you know in other mediums outside of email so Facebook groups and stuff And then do the same exact thing that I did without ever having to launch a product. So I think a lot of people, you know, if it was me and I was hearing this, I would think it's impossible for me to get the same results. And it's not. Uh, There's multiple ways that you can do the same exact thing I did because I barely even leveraged my list to make that much money. You can use pay-per-click and all types of stuff.
0: So anymore. so like with Facebook, we know you can get, at the moment, we can get cheap, a cheap, cheap pay-per-click. AdWords and right. probably not as good unless you've got a real high-value product, very right. expensive. But Facebook, you can charge target, very niche. But what's interesting there is you didn't actually recommend selling the digital product on the ad you actually okay. use that as the top of uh, a funnel yeah. and then you bring them in. Cause one of the things I, I do, and it, you know, a lot of software, I use active campaign. There's lots of other different email providers that once someone's added to your list, you can set up a active campaign is actually brilliant for this. I know the other programs do it as well, but you can set up, you know, An uh, auto-responder it, sequence. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you can also, it gets like, you know, I've got like this huge one I created once on active campaign. Someone goes, yes, they go down this route. No, they go down this route. They didn't open it. They go down this route. And it can get That's really old. complicated. But you can, go, you can go 10 emails. Bang, 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 bang. That's auto set up. So when they land, okay. you can have the next 10 weeks all set up, and you add someone to that list, and it just goes out. Right. And Automatic
1: we- email sent out in case anyone doesn't understand. As soon as they join, yeah.
0: they get email
1: 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 at a time that you specify once they join so that's think, really powerful you don't have to do anything
0: but the key thing is making sure that the content is useful and relevant you know you're not spamming right. them ten times because that's not going to you're just going to lose right. people but you know so you can set that up and automate that it can be very very powerful because you only have to do right. it once
1: right. um, and i so, would say what's also really important mark is you know you're going to spend a couple you know you can spend fifty dollars hundred dollars you can spend five thousand dollars on ads depending on how many people you want to add onto your email list. But the smart marketers, they put a funnel in place after they've already gotten the opt-in. So once someone opts into your email list through those emails, you want to provide them value. But at some point you want to make back the investment that it took for you to get them onto your email list. So if you're going to spend 5,000, you should be getting 5,000 plus dollars out of getting them on your list, either through saying them to you to me, you can send them to Udemy for free or put a $5 coupon or you can just create other products or courses and uh, sell them that for cheap and get back the investment that you put in to get them to click and, and get onto your website. So that's important.
0: And also as well, sometimes we think in terms of income when we're generating any sort of social media marketing, but sometimes, you know, um, having them on a on a list, having them engage in you, having them reshare content, we can earn from those things. you know just having someone visit right. your website from on a regular basis is going to boost you up in search it 's going to get you s e o but I like the thought you 've got. That in, the, in the back of your mind, at some point, you want to get that money back. But exactly. So so it's, it's it's deferred gratification, isn't it, online marketing? You know, we want to put a course on Udemy, and we want to make great money. And that's why so many people are going to watch this. They're going to be like, yeah, great, Mike makes it. But there was a lot of work that went in before that. There was a right. strategy. There was a print. I just want people to understand. There was a launch process that went in before. Right. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background. But, you know, by... We're leveraging, you know, good, solid marketing, you know, methods and tactics, genuine methods and tactics, you know, we can create followings, we can create engagement. And this comes back My to head. one thing I really want to touch on is I don't think your course would have done anywhere near as well if people didn't recognize you, the authority you had on the subject. You think so? I don't I I don't think I don't think you would have done as well if you didn't have authority in the first place. In the sense what the reason I'm saying that is you already it was proven that you had authority because you had that group. Right.
1: So so I, I would actually disagree because I think you can you can create the authority yourself through everything that we talked about. Like if you have the, um, the Facebook group, you can you know make a Facebook page. You can communicate with them via email. You can make yourself an authority in your niche just by speaking to these people. Like when I started and first did product launches and you know was communicating with, with my customers on my email list, I was never the authority just starting out. I had a strategy that helped them make money, but that was kind of it. They didn't know me as like the Kindle guru. Now people do, but that's only because I communicated with them I provided them high-quality content just as anyone would if they had an email list and communicated just as we kind of said through the follow-up sequence and stuff. So it really could be done by anyone. Anyone could have the same results as me. You just have to put in the work and get people on your list or get people to see what you've got going on. Um, outside of Udemy, I really think that there's a lot of value to have you know, an email list.
0: So let me ask you a question then, Mike. Sure. So would you say, you know, uh, would you agree with this statement you know authority is built one relationship at a time? you know that when we you know because what I, I think the point I'm trying to make is to sell to be really successful selling a course, we have to develop authority. you know at some point we have to develop authority and when when you're marketing online at the beginning that can be it can seem like it's not coming. It can seem like you're doing all this stuff and nothing's happening. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever sort of experienced that?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. As soon as I started, I was nobody. I mean, I created borrowed authority because people were talking about me when they were affiliating for me. And that's just one part of how I received, you know, authority in that way. But I received authority through showing the knowledge that I had on the topic mainly. Uh, when people join my list, I have a follow-up sequence for like 20 days, 20 emails I have set up. And I don't sell them usually anything for the most part in that sequence. Sometimes I do if I'm doing pay-per-click or trying to get my money back. But um, for the most part, I'm giving them tips, giving them tricks. And this information is going to help them get further in whatever niche I'm trying to help them in. So that uh, that authority right there is it's created through people trying out what you say, people following what you say, and then getting results out of it. If if you tell me something right now, Mark, and I go and put it into action, I'm gonna say, "Wow, that that Mark guy knows what he's, knows what he's talking about. It worked, right?" Mm-hmm. And if that happens, so many times, people are gonna to start to like you, one, and then also think you're an authority because you're helping them, and what you say works and is and is true, right?
0: Okay, that's a that's a that's, a that's a really really interesting point you just made there, and I just want to really draw that out. It's you know, we're getting some questions in in the Q and A. I'm seeing sure. that some people are asking, share the name of Mike's Kindle books. Um, someone else has asked, how many uh, how many students came came directly from Udemy organically without your own marketing? Uh, that's difficult to know, I think. But what we'll know. have a look at that later. But I just want to just oh. you know pick up on that sort of that that last that, that last section you just made there. But huh? actually, because we're just um, we are actually getting a bit tight on time. So oh, we are I, wow. Believe it or not. Mike was worried. Yeah. It's like half hour. We I said, no, we can get an hour, don't worry. There's an hour oh. in this. And you're fine. We could the people will be going, they should have continued. Now <laughs> okay, so what I want to do is I just want to divert it ever so slightly. Sure. And I want to bring it now into your you know, your full area of expertise. Okay. And I'm gonna so let's just say I'm a Udemy instructor. I've got my course. Okay. So I've got this great digital content, and then you come along and say, "Hey, do you you ever thought about making a a Kindle eBook around your course? How do they work together? How would you would you do that? Is that a bad idea? Putting a Kindle book and a a course together, getting them to work? How would you go about the whole process? What would you say to somebody? Is it good, bad?"
1: I think why not? If you have the time, you have the resources. um, It does, you know. Sometimes it's going to cost some money to put together a Kindle eBook. If you don't know what you're doing Um, if you know I wanted to do it I I already know what has to be done so I could do it all myself but um, if I needed a cover done it's like fifty a hundred dollars if I need the formatting done if I don't know how to do that that's five ten dollars that starts to add up but if you know what you're doing I mean it's absolutely easy to create the content that you already have into a text form just write up what you have obviously You can get an editor to look at this information, but it's the same information you already know, you already have in your head, and you already talk through in your videos. Just put it into writing. And if you have someone look over that, you can make it a book, and you can even offer that book up on Udemy for free. You can give it for free on Udemy, and what that's going to do is uh, when you upload that PDF in the resources section at the end of your course, um, what's going to happen is it's going to count as uh, videos, as it's going to count as hours on your course. So more content, more content on your course, it only helps, right? There's, pro- there's uh, perceived value in the number of hours of your course. So I think mine starting off was like three and a half hours, and I started to add PowerPoint slides. I started to add um, like the text form of everything that I was saying, and it eventually got up to like five and a half hours or something like that. And that perceived value is going to help me in the long run. Uh, because there's a few operators that people search for. They search for like when they're looking for a course um, and they search for Kindle, they can sort by like reviews and stuff like that. So that's only gonna help you. You know, if you're if you're excelling in one area, that's gonna help you, you know. It's only gonna help.
0: Would you agree, Mike, with the idea that any digital product is essentially marketed in the same way? Whether it's a udemy course, whether it's an ebook, uh, would you would you use the same gen I know you wouldn't use exactly the same because it's different, but would you use the same general principles? Would you go through the same strategy no matter what the product, no matter what type of digital product you created?
1: Absolutely. I think you know if you look at this or look at how I, I ever do any of my product launches, what I do in the beginning is I make sure that it's of quality. I make sure that the title and the sales page is really good. Um, and then from there, I go ahead and, you know, after the course is created, I get into the marketing and the launch of it. But that really involves me, you know, getting some social proof. Whether you're on Kindle, you're on Udemy, or you're doing a product, you need some social proof because that's what drives buyer behavior. People see someone else, uh, someone bought, you know, a Corvette next door and they love it, right? And you see Corvettes all over the neighborhood, uh, you know, in, in thought, in theory are right. you going to start thinking about Corvettes all around you? Right. And that's kind of how marketing works with, you know, you seeing that people are satisfied with something you, you know, just in your head, you, you tend to just go towards that thought. Um, but you know, after I do that and I, I get up these reviews, next thing you want to do is uh, just market it. get people to see it after it's, you know, the sales page is done and you have all the copywriting done and you make sure that it really is going to portray a benefit to people. Um, you market it out. You get it out to people that are interested, and it's the same way that we do on Udemy with free coupons, giving out you know, coupons and getting other people to see it either through an email list or anything. It's the same theory essentially with almost every product, every course, every book.
0: You essentially, it's it's marketing hasn't changed. Like people that come from an offline marketing come online, and they struggle sometimes because of a technical aspect. But the principle of marketing really hasn't changed. It's about getting yourself out there to the right people. Get to the right people, establishing you know social proof that creates authority. And that's right. the thing I think that that's really important for them to understand is it's not what you say about yourself that supplies social proof. It's right. what other people are saying about you that provides social proof, and it's social proof that drives sales. What, what do you have on that, Michael? Do you- Absolutely. I,
1: I agree 100%, and even going back to something that we were saying before, if someone's saying how amazing you are and how great this course was, what is that going to build for you? Authority. Authority. 15 people love your information. 15 people get results from your information, or they love what you're doing. That's going to help build you authority just through that. So... And I, I agree 100% with what you're saying, Mark.
0: Okay. Think... So what I'm going to get this in now. Sure. So your course, we've talked about your course, but you know what we haven't done? We haven't really, we've just assumed everyone knows what the course is about. Just explain your course for us, Mike.
1: Yeah, sure. So my course, is, yeah, my course is 37 Super Techniques to Double Your Kindle Sales. So what I do in my course is uh, for people that already have a book or are looking to Uh, publish a book and they're trying to figure out what's the best way for me to do this. I talk about all these secret stuff, super, you know, techniques that I found as I have all these clients, what I do for them and kind of what I look at um, to to help me get more sales for their books. Um, So what I found is just a variety of strategies and different marketing stuff that I put into the course. And uh, anyone that has a book or looking to get a book can, can utilize those strategies to help double Kindle sales.
0: That's it. And I just wanted to come back as well, very briefly, so because sure. um, we didn't really, we didn't really get to it, because I think we went off on some other stuff. But yeah. okay, Kindle book, Udemy course, how do you see them working together? As in a marketing, as a, as a, you know, a, a cross pollination sort of marketing situation, or do you right. see it that way, or would you separately market them? So there's a couple of ways that
1: you can do it. So um, you can create your course on Udemy and then take the exact same information and put it on Kindle and sell it. Uh, Usually it's for a lower price, um, but you can receive more sales and just, you know, have the authority of having that book out. Um, That's one thing. You can receive sales from that and make money from Kindle. A lot of people do and uh, it is possible. Uh, But there's also other things you can do as well. Uh, You can create a shorter version of your course and put it up on um, Kindle and whoever buys that course, they say, oh, wow, you know, we got through seven of Mike's 37 strategies. Where do I find the rest of it? And I push them over to the Udemy course, and you've just got more students from another medium. And then, and on that same token, um, instead of waiting for people to buy the book, you can just make the book free. And all the people that go in, you can add them on your email list um, because you can just you know, put an opt-in um, website inside of your book, and when they visit it, they can opt in for a free report or something. Or, you know, when they go and read the book, and all these thousands of people are people are going through your book, um, you can have a link to your Udemy course. Hey, if you love this, go check out my Udemy course. And that's people in your niche that you can go ahead and bring over to your um, to your course on Udemy, and you can give them a free coupon or you can give a discount. Whatever you'd like, but that's I would suggest a free coupon from the book. But that's a way that you can get, you know, people outside of pay per click as well. It's not impossible. Anyone can do what I've done. Uh, you just have to put in the work um, and get in front of the right audience.
0: And I think that's a key thing we talked about it at the beginning, Mike. Is with this, you know, there, you know, I, I can't remember the, who said this, and I'm paraphrasing. I've not got the quote right. Somebody was asked, you know. You know, um, how long did it take you to become an overnight success? And the guy said 12 years. You know, it's that right. principle of with, with marketing online and creating residual income, which is what we're really talking about. This is residual income. You know, yeah, we need to nurse it. We're not saying passive, we're saying residual. You right. know, we have to nurse it. We have to push the snowball along. You know, we have to reach critical mass in or, in, with our products and services. But, you know, it's that, it's that, it's that keeping going while you're seeing – while it doesn't seem to be working sometimes, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I,
1: sometimes I, you can be, you can hit a plateau. You just have to keep pushing and find other ways to, to, you know, get past what's stopping you, right? I mean, if you're not getting enough students, get your course in front of more people. If you don't have enough reviews, give out more review copies. Ask for reviews, honest reviews more, right? I mean, you just have to find the solution to what's stopping you. And a lot of people, they just – they create the course and that's and it's great content, but you're not getting it out to enough people. So how do you do that? Put it in front of more people. Through all the strategies that we talked about today.
0: So Okay, Mike. So Okay, so let's come up for air. We've gone into some complex people. <laughs> They've come away. I've got to create Kindle ebook now. We're not saying you've got to create a Craig Kindle ebook. We're just saying <laughs> as an example It's an idea. Yeah, what you can do, you know, is content you know, cross-pollinates. You know, it's the best way I think of saying it. You create free content, you know, here or there, leads back to your course. You're always trying to lead back to your paid content all the time. Right. It's always in the back of your mind. Right. So I want to come out and just just, just let everybody sort of resurface from that. And there's probably people going, like, no, 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 carry on. What are you working on at the moment, Mike? Is there anything in the works with Udemy courses, anything you could share, or is there some top-secret stuff going on we should be watching out for? Uh,
1: yeah, so I have um, a couple more Kindle courses coming out because I already have the content uh, for it already created, so I'm going to create more Kindle courses, um, and I'm going to follow the same things that I was telling you guys today, um, but also I'm going to create some email marketing stuff because – uh, we talked about that today. I think that would be a big hit just mm-hmm. for business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. And uh, I've generated thousands of dollars with email marketing, so I think that would be beneficial for people. Um, and I also i am trying to uh, crank some more uh, Kindle products out and launch some more products um, outside of Udemy too. So more Udemy courses and more, uh, more courses and products in general.
0: And can, uh, can I be a little bit cheeky, and I'm not going to ask you to specify what it is, but can you put a special offer in the course offers section in the OV community for the community members? Is there some offer you can give them that, you know, maybe a discount or something? Sure,
1: whenever it comes out, I'll, I'll provide it 100%. Yeah, if you guys are looking for, um, you know, a discount or free coupon or something on my course, I'll be sure I'll work with Mark and uh, we'll get that out there to,
0: to you guys. That'd be great. That'd be great. Now I just want to pick up, I just want to check any questions. Um, okay. I just want to make sure we've covered all these questions because people take the time to watch and put them in. So let's come back to Liz's question. Liz has asked how many students came directly from Udemy organically without your own marketing?
1: So that can be tough. I mean, that's, that's a little tough to, uh, to, uh, to look at because I mean, I could potentially tell you that number by looking at all the free coupons that I provided. But I would say anywhere from um, 200 to 400, maybe, um, I would say, potentially. Um, it could be more than that. I, I really have to look because you have to see how many free coupons you gave out and uh, what's the difference between the, your student number and, and how many coupons. So it so could you,
0: be so more, you, much more than that. I don't know. So you think it's probably, so the mass of your students have come from your marketing? External. Your- external. Okay. I would
1: say Udemy gives paid sales. Udemy is paid sales. Once you get picked up on a Udemy promotion, it's paid sales. Udemy, not that I've seen, uh, gives out a course for free. I mean, unless you make your course free, um, I only usually see Udemy promoting a course to make money, which is at a paid price. So usually the people that come in, are only at like a you know five, ten dollars, nineteen dollars, whatever it is that they're doing for the promotion. So um, usually your free students that come in for your course have to be done externally, either through an email list or something that we were talking about here on the call.
0: Also as well, um, someone's asked please uh, about the name of your Kindle books. So if we can uh, have some links for them at the end, we can share them with people that want to check that out. Now Ray asks, how many people did you have on your email list when you launched your course? Obviously, going back, we've clarified yeah. that you weren't using that to drive sales. You're using that to drive targeted, right. create targeted. But how? What was the size of your email list when you started that? Yeah, I think
1: the I think the list that I was targeting was like a few thousand, so nothing crazy. Um, and that can be that can, you can do the same thing that I did with a 400, 300, 200 person list. I mean, it's all about, you know, reaching out to these people and, and, you know, you can even just get them in a Facebook group. It doesn't matter. The email list does not matter. I don't want you guys, or is not that huge in the success in the beginning. Um, I would say long term, if you're trying to get paid sales, it is, but in the beginning of your launch, um, just having that is really for reviews and and getting feedback.
0: And I, I'm really, really pleased we've brought that up and, that and you've made this sort of point, Mike, because, you know, people might, you know, be thinking that, you have you know, that success was because you had this massive yeah. email list. Yes, it, it was because you had a good email, but it was. That's not massive. People, are, you know, people are in the industry. Yeah. 2,000, that's not a massive list.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even uh, leverage the list. I mean, like I said, um, I just use my Facebook group, so... Uh, I'd never even emailed my list. So I saw a couple of people before we got on the call said, Oh, well, Mike's only successful because he had such a big email list. Well, that's not, that's not true at all. Uh, at all. So.
0: No, I think, I think what's clear is your success has come from understanding uh, the marketing and the, the, right. the necessity for social proof and a, a good launch, a good launch strategy. Now, uh, I've got a question here from Eileen. I'm not quite sure what you mean, Eileen. Uh, maybe Mike said something. And I would love to know what the search operators are on Udemy, or does he mean Google search operators? Does that ring any bells with you? Okay.
1: Yeah, I think, I think what she means is um, when people search, like so for instance if uh, someone types in Kindle, um, they hit search and then all the search uh, the results come up for Kindle. Uh, but what you can do, and you know, this is personally what I do, I'm sure a lot of other people do it as well, um, is I want to sort by the course with the most amount of students or I want to search by, like, the course with the most amount of reviews. Um, so if you can dominate in reviews, you'll be first when they sort uh, by reviews. So it's just a different way to look at things.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I think we've about um, uh, run out of time. Is there any closing thoughts you'd like to make, Mike? Is there anything you wanted to mention that we've not discussed?
1: Um, no, I, I just want to, you know – reiterate that anyone can do what I've done um, a lot of people coming into this thought that it was just because of my my following and while that did help um, you can create your own following uh, you just have to you know go and actually do it get in front of the right people so uh, you can have the same success as me and uh, and I want to say thank you mark for having me on and I think they'll be seeing a lot more of me uh, as I create more courses so thanks thanks again
0: yeah, it's been great having you, Mike. I'm sure uh, I'm sure lots of people have got lots of good value from this, and right. you know, it's it's done what I hoped it would actually do, and just helping people to see and understand that you know you, you do have to develop, you do have to learn marketing you do have to get the concepts in your head you do have to understand about social proof and you do have to understand how to build a following and and engagement and engagement is so important Um, and if you can do that and you've got good quality courses, and you've got expertise that people want, you know, there's no reason why you can't be a success. So I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on. I know it's put you under a lot of pressure today because you had to get back (laughs) in time, and I appreciate that. And uh, I look forward to having a chat with you again sometime soon, Mike. Thank you for your time. Thank you.